Welcome to another edition of the Advent edition of the Cood Street uh, podcast, which Jonathan and Stran and I are trying to do every day for about a month now. Uh, and what we what what led us to this was thinking of uh, books we're going to recommend at the end of the year, and we thought we'll, we'll think of a bunch of books we're recommending for the uh, for the end of the year and talk to the authors of those books. And tonight, I'm delighted to have Stephanie Feldman whose Saturnalia is certainly one of the books I'm going to put on my list this year. Welcome, Stephanie. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So let's start off by, uh, uh, by, by talking a little bit about Saturnalia, because it's, it's a lot different from your first novel, The Angel of Losses. <laughs> and uh, well, just you describe it. I don't want yeah, to try sure. to describe it. Uh, well, Saturnalia takes place in a near future sort of alternative Philadelphia. So mm-hmm. it's a Philadelphia that is a little more destabilized by climate change um, and other forces. Um, and it's also a Philadelphia that celebrates a big winter solstice carnival or Saturnalia. Mm-hmm. And you could think of it as kind of, or I think of it kind of like Mardi Gras or the Philadelphia Mummers Parade, but like with 20% more, um, you know, debauchery, violence, mm-hmm. um, there's also um, these clubs that organize the parade, these elite members-only social clubs that are named for old gods, um, and as it turns out, are also dabbling in alchemy and other kinds of black magic. Mm-hmm. And my main character, Nina, is a former member of one of these clubs, and she swore she would never return after she was betrayed. Um, but she's broke, and when her friend asks her to pick up a box for him there, she agrees to go back during the big solstice party and ends up getting sucked into these um, conflicts from all these societies that are fighting for resources in a world that has dwindling resources. Mm-hmm. So part of it is, is science fiction in that it's a near future climate disaster affected Philadelphia. And part of it is, I thought when I was reading it, a little bit like the Hellfire Club, uh, you've, yeah. you've got this kind of debauched <laughs> uh, thing. And I thought that was fascinating given the fact that there was a a good deal of kind of Jewish mythology and folklore in the Angel of Losses, and now you're just bringing in all these, <laughs> all these different mythologies. Yeah, so I try to imagine um, what a Philadelphia that celebrates Saturnalia, which is this ancient Roman festival, yeah. would look like. And you know, it's still I still wanted it to represent a lot of our world, so it's still a modern cosmopolitan city. Mm-hmm. So for the Winter Solstice Festival, I tried to bring in traditions from all over the world because cultures everywhere celebrate or observe, you know, the winter months or the winter solstice with their own uh, rituals and customs. And I thought, well, you know, that's what would be happening in this city, too. So it was really fun to draw, you know, from a much bigger, um, you know, source or bigger well. There's another thing which I... Enjoyed about it because I enjoy novels like this. It's basically one long night, um, and it's—I uh, mean, there are movies. One of my favorite uh, weird movies is a Walter Hill movie called. No, uh, oh, I'm blanking on the title of it. About 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 a street gang mm-hmm. in New York which has to make it. The Warriors. Uh, street oh yeah, gang, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is basically Xenophon's Anabasis, but again, it's all one night. And I mentioned in my review of a book. I even mentioned. Fellini's La Dolce, Nido, or La Dolce Vita, which is all one night. Were you consciously working within that tradition? Yeah, that was my plan from the beginning. And I, I was thinking very specifically about a book called Tamburlaine Must Die by Louise Welsh, which okay. came out a long time ago. And it's a historical novel. It's very different. It's um, uh, about Christopher Marlowe, and hmm. uh, he's encountering 
all kinds of conspiracies and he's a target and it, it unfolds over one night and it's a short novel and it was just such a fun atmospheric propulsive read and and i wanted to do the same thing and you know i was also maybe it was a corrective a little bit for myself because i tend to go big and i want to put everything in a book <laughs> i thought let me rein myself in a little bit and one of the ways that i did that was you know setting out to write about a single night great well let's start you've mentioned uh reading the the, the Tamber, tamberlane must die which brings us to the other question we have to ask, which is, what have you been reading lately? Oh, I've been reading so many great books. You know, I, I forgot that one of the really fun things about putting a book out is you get to celebrate with all of the other authors who uh -huh. are putting out books and do events with them and, and things like that. So I recently have read two great novels that came out um, in October as well. Um, one of them um, we spoke about, it's called Self-Portrait with Nothing by right. Amy Pawatka. And it's about a woman whose mother is a famous artist. And the legend about her mother, who has since disappeared, is that her paintings can conjure your doubles from other universes. So mm. she goes, yeah, so she goes in search of her, yeah. her mother and also, of course, you know, finds many doppelgangers in the process. <laughs> and it's a really great book about, you know, mothers and daughters, but, you know, it, it also uses multiverses in a, a unique way, I think. And then I also have read a great science fiction book um, called Singer Distance by Ethan Chatanier, which mm. came out from Tin House. And it's it's set in a world where humans have been communicating with a Martian civilization. Really? Throughout, yeah, throughout the 20th century. Um, but a very withholding Martian civilization. We communicate by um, inscribing mathematical formulas in the earth or they're doing it on Mars oh. and they light them on fire. So it's like Mars keeps waiting for us to solve their equations before they'll talk to us again. Um, and it's about the the mathematicians who are working on this problem and, and trying to communicate with Mars. I'll have to track this down because Tin House yeah. is not known for the for publishing science fiction. I know, novels. I know. And I feel like I want to tell everyone I know who reads science fiction that you have to read this book, Singer Distance. It really reminded me a lot of Sarah Pinsker's work. Oh, really? Yeah, it's good. Next I'm question, for everyone to read it. Next question on the list is, do you have a favorite seasonal book? It doesn't have to be a favorite <laughs> Christmas story because I don't have a favorite Christmas story. I have lots that I hate. <laughs> but is there a book for this time of year that you tend to recommend to people? Um, well, this year I'm recommending uh, Mary Rickert's Lucky Girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and actually, it has like three titles in one. It's like Lucky Girl, How I Became a Horror Writer, A Krampus Story. <laughs> right. It's all of the, And it's all of those. I've read it's it. It's all of those things. Yeah, I enjoyed that book a lot. And it's about um, a group of friends who gather um, each Christmas and they mm -hmm. tell these scary stories. Um, and... And it's a lot of fun and it's perfect for this time of year. Although I also really like reading longer books this time uh -huh. of year. Um, I think I'm, I'm trying to decide what to dive into. I might finally tackle the Gorman-Gast books. That's a good... Uh, you think? They're rich interiors. And I think reading books with big interiors is a good thing during the time of the year when you don't want to go outside. Yeah. So. <laughs> So yeah, Gorman Gas would be a, a, a great idea if you can get through all of them. They, um, they, there's a lot of stuff there, but it's got some of the weirdest characters in yeah. fiction in those books. So the um, next question then is, what do we expect next from Stephanie Feldman? Uh, well, the next thing that uh, everyone will be able to read is a horror story called. 
The Getaway, and that's going to be in Weird Horror in March, I think. Hmm. Um, and it was inspired by M.R. James, um, which is another favorite author to read oh, this time of year. Yeah. I I've love those little Victorian ghost stories. Well, the, the, the thing, I've been rereading a bunch of M.R. James myself, and it's surprising, first of all, how understated they are and how being understated makes them more scary than, than otherwise. Um, yes. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the classic one, which I suppose everybody knows, is a whistle and I'll come to you, my lad. Um, but a lot of them have things in, in, in them which you just find really chilling and nothing really overt happens. Um, yeah. You, you just kind of left with that, with that mystery. And I think he, he was the master of that sort of, and I, I, I was noticing when I was reading Saturnalia that there, that there was, there was an impulse there to, to do some horror fiction. There is some horror story tropes in that novel. Yeah. I've been leaning more and more um, into horror, I think. And I'm working on a novel now that uses the haunted house structure, but hopefully in a, in a new way with like a twist on it. So we'll see if I can stick the landing on that. <laughs> Are you a fan of Shirley Jackson? Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I think uh, is, is, I don't know, uh, encouraging is that when you read The Haunting of Hell House, uh, and I've heard this from other writers, the one thing you think is nobody ever needs to write another haunted house novel after that. And the second thing you think is, I want to write a haunted house novel. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, if I had to pick one genre to write in forever, it would probably be a haunted house novel. Although it is it is very tricky when you have your character trapped inside a house, which is the other thing I was doing in Saturnalia. I have, I've been struggling with so many stories where I found that my characters are just in these houses. So uh -huh. I thought, okay, Nina, my main character in Saturnalia, she cannot, she has to get out. She has to get out of the house. And so in this book, where she like runs all over Philadelphia. So, but I guess I'm, I'm drawn back in. Maybe I'm like the writer trapped in the, in the haunted house. Well, the big house in Saturnalia <laughs> is a very striking setting. And yeah. I, it's, 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 it's something I could visualize immediately. Um, and, and, and so that sort of thing is, is always key because once you've got a setting like that, mm -hmm. what you do with ghosts is kind of arbitrary because the setting itself is, is unnerving. Yeah, that's so true. Any other last thoughts? Because we're at our 10-minute uh, point, and uh, I, I'd forgotten to mention that Saturnalia only came out last month because I read it some time ago, but I assume it's getting good reception and you're getting some encouraging responses. Yeah, you know, people seem to really get what I was going for with this book, and they're enjoying it, so I'm really happy. And there's a lot in the book, too. You know, it's, a, it's an adventure story, and it leans into horror and all, right. all kinds of crazy stuff, but it's also about you know, the things that have really been on my mind, and I think a lot of our minds just about climate anxiety and, and fear of the future and um, social class and, you know, how we're going to meet these challenges. So um, I'm really, you know, grateful to be able to share it and that, that people are, are finding something that resonates with them. And Somebody, also to be... Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, I was going to say, well, you finish your thought. You're <laughs> Um, and also it's fun to share at this time of year because we, we put it out in Halloween as sort of a, or near Halloween as sort of a spooky book, but yeah. it's really a, it's a winter book. It's a winter solstice book. So I'm happy to be part of the Advent series. <laughs> well, and as, as, as I mentioned, it's also got this interesting mix of science fiction and, and horror in it. Somebody once said, and it might've been me, I don't know, that science fiction is about fear of the future and horror is about fear of the past. Oh, and interesting. 
both are at work in, in, in Saturnalia. So it's yeah. kind of an <laughs> interesting mixed genre book. So, And we could spend another hour talking about mixing genres, which is something I know you're interested in. I, yeah, I love talking about that <laughs> and doing we're, it. We're at the end of our time. So I'd like to thank you for being with us, Stephanie Feldman. Um, thank you. And, and this has been another short episode of the Coon Street Podcast.